Hi, this is 5050 Real Estate Podcast for the Common Man, where we talk about selling, buying, and investing in real estate. We aren't baffling you with BS. We're dazzling you with brilliance. We're not telling you how to become a millionaire. We are telling you stories, the truth, and the information no one is talking about. So sit back, listen, laugh, and enjoy 5050 Real Estate Podcast for the Common Man. Hey everybody, this is JD. I hope you're looking good and feeling fine. Hope you had a great New Year's with uh, family, friends, and relatives. Hey, you know when you get together with a lot of people during the holidays, you start talking about all kinds of things. The economy, housing market, different things, and so on. And You know, I got a lot of people asking me a ton of questions. And I thought I really tried to answer them. And then a lot of people brought up some stuff I didn't know. And then I started doing research and I brought up quite a lot. And these, boy, I'll tell you, this is just incredibly interesting. And then I, I found something that just I couldn't believe it. I thought, boy, have they suckered a lot of home buyers and sellers the past three years and it's just i said i've got to do i've got to tell people about this because i didn't know about it and i've been selling real estate for 34 years and it's just it just amazes me the scams the deceit the way they twist things and tell people this and i can guarantee if you listen to this podcast you're going to shake your head and then you're going to look this stuff up and go wow JD's actually right. Why haven't I been told this? Why well, haven't been told this? Because the politicians don't want you to know any of this, unless you're some tax consultant or something like that. Well, let's go to the interesting thing first, and then we'll uh, go into the really scammy, CD. What do they say? Sketchy things that uh, they're not telling us. Well, first of all, you know, I, I'm looking at uh, documentaries and it says, you know, we got all this pollution and they're trying to clean up the oceans. And if you donate a dollar, they'll take a pound of trash out of the ocean and so on and so forth. And I started thinking, I'm like, wow, wait a minute. You've got tons and tons and tons of plastic soda bottles water bottles plastic dishes plastics on you know cars just a ton of plastic that gets dumped in our landfill and uh was talking to one of my relatives and he brought up you know what uh what where does all the car tires go and, you know, they, they throw them in a big dump um, and a lot of them are being ground up and maybe put in asphalt and added to our roads. And I started looking and I found an amazing thing. I'm like, wow, why don't they start putting tons of things in uh, building homes, recycling materials in building homes? So I started looking and I saw this amazing thing. I thought, well, this is just a brilliant, brilliant idea. Why doesn't every builder, every roofer start putting this on their roofs? And what it is, 
It's recycled car tires for shingles. Now, you, you're probably thinking, oh, okay, they just cut the tires and they stick it on the roof and it looks really ghetto and you see the tread on the roof. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that would look... Ah, well, look, really ghetto, man. I, I couldn't believe it. But what they do is they get the tires and they cut them uh, and shred them to little tiny pieces. And then they melt them down and they inject uh, uh, a mold into a cast and they come out and they look like a tile roof. It's really cool. And a lot of them are black tile, but they can put additives and things into the rubber and actually make them look like tile roofs. It's really cool. They go on just like a tile roof or like a regular uh, composite roof. Uh, but they are the like lifetime warranty, a hundred year warranty. They they the wet they hold up amazing with weather. They are hell proof. I mean, you can throw a hell ball probably as size as a ping pong ball, and it doesn't affect them. And they just go on like a regular tile roof or regular like um, shingles. So it's really amazing. I looked at this and I went, wow, I never knew anything about it. Why doesn't all the builders put these types of shingles on their roof? So I I thought that was really interesting. I thought, you know, hopefully they this grabs on and you're starting going to see a lot of, I would say, shingles that are made out of used car tires because they look like, like I said, they hold up phenomenal. They they just are, um, you know, they hold up for with tile and the weather really well. And it's using all those millions and millions of car tires to uh, put uh, shingles on. And like I said, you would never know. they If you were looking at them, they look like tile roofs. That was really interesting. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. Why don't they build houses out of plastic two by fours you know just grind up all these bottles and grind them up and car parts plastic car parts and just plastic dishes and you know just plastic in general all the junk that we throw away that are plastic and make two by fours and stop building houses well I looked at that and I and it says they can't use them because structurally they don't hold up like wood but why couldn't you use them for walls that aren't structural walls, dividing walls, and uh, put them into dividing walls and use a lot of plastic two-by-fours to build homes that aren't structural, just as like dividing walls or cosmetic walls. So that was a really good idea. They use them for decks. They, they're using a lot of plastic uh, two by fours and plastic uh, kind of wood um, looking um, deck uh, decking for plastic uh, decks and they hold up and they don't warp or splinter or so on and so forth. They're using a lot of that and they'll cut just like with a regular saw like if you were sawing wood so that's it they're using i don't know if they are using recycled to make pex pipe i know pex pipe can't be recycled but there's another plastic um 
product. And I don't know too much Pex Pipe. Uh, boy, listen to my other podcast about a month ago. I'm, I'm real leery about Pex Pipe, but I'm not going to go into that. Uh, another thing is windows of plastic or vinyl. And a lot of, you know, recycled materials could go into building uh, windows and the plastic frames and really hold up so the weather wouldn't deteriorate them, they wouldn't rust, they wouldn't splinter, they would hold up really well to the elements. So that's really good. They're also using uh, plastic for vinyl flooring and vinyl is a plastic so if you have vinyl flooring or we call it kind of a floor in a box where it's all finished and the bottom of it is kind of particle board and you put it on a floor and it's already pre-finished well that top layer is vinyl or plastic they could use that as recycled material. Um, also, somebody told me that a lot of kitchen countertops that look like granite countertops are made out of recycled plastic. They chip all this plastic uh, with different colors and, and materials and so on, and they melt it, and then they put a layer on it, and it looks exactly like a granite countertop and I've seen these at different uh, hardware and big box stores and they look like granite but actually it's it's all plastic and it looks uh, holds up really really well and then you know somebody said hey you know a lot of new homes and a lot of other homes have plastic faucets that uh, chrome they look like chrome metal faucets but they're plastic so I think in the future, oh yeah, somebody also said wall-to-wall uh, -wall carpeting is made out of plastic water bottles and milk bottles. So the carpets are all, most of them, I say you know, quite a few of them now, are made out of plastic um, uh, water bottles and recycled um milk bottles and so on i didn't i didn't know that because i thought it was wool or cotton and so on and they said no some of it is but most of it is just uh made out of plastic so that's that's really interesting in the future hopefully we'll see more recycled products in homes and go from there now also, uh, I've been reading, hearing from other real estate agents uh, nationwide how their buyers are getting totally, totally screwed. And what is happening is builders are making so much money now that they have so there's such a lack of inventory that they're just hosing the buyers and and look this up I looked it up and it's true not just nationwide what happened is you get a lot of buyers that are out there and they can't find their home that they like so they go to a builder and they sign a contract and let's say they're asking just just for this example, $400,000 for a home. And you contract on it uh, back in, uh, let's say, December of 2020. And with how hard it is and lack of materials and lack of finding good, decent, skilled workers, you know, that days of having houses built in 90 to 120 days are long gone, and usually it's taken almost six months to a year 
Well, because of the prices going through the roof, you know, a couple of uh, months before closing, or sometimes even two weeks before closing, the builder will call up the buy and say, hey, guess what? We're canceling the contract. What? And the house that you bought a year ago and contracted for 400000 we're raising the price to 500000 And they're like, wait, 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 wait. Are you kidding me? We're going to find a lawyer. You can't just cancel the contract and raise the price. And they're like, yeah, we can. Well, a ton of ton of builders have their own personal contracts. And I always say if you're planning on buying a new home, get a realtor whatever you do don't think you know it all you will get hosed or if you don't want to get a real estate agent get a good real estate attorney to look at the contracts for builders they make up their own contracts every builder has their own specified contract and a lot of these builders are putting in clauses a termination clauses that say the builder or the buyer can, can terminate this contract for any reason at any time. And these people are, are buying these things. They're just not even reading the contract. They're so excited on getting a home. They're, they're signing off on this. And then the builder goes, wow, price has gone up. I can make another hundred grand real easy on this. I'm just going to call my buying cancel or say, hey, we're canceling it. You can buy it for hundred grand. And they're like, we're going to get an attorney, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, get an attorney. But you know that paragraph four, line three of the contract, read it. It says, you have the right to cancel the contract at any time. But we all, we as builders have the right to contract. And they go, oh, and it's it's not illegal. It's, un, uh, unle uh, uh, it's totally unethical. But you could do a ton of things that are unethical. It doesn't make it illegal. And it is pissing off a ton, a ton of buyers. And it's it, it's happening all over. Because, you know, immediately they have, you know, five, six, ten people in line ready to buy it at 500000 And one of the uh, buyers who they counseled on said, yeah, they they canceled the contract. They upped the uh price a uh, hundred thousand and within that weekend it was under contract so i always tell people if you're buying a new home make sure you read those contracts and have an attorney or realtor look at it and if you don't like that clause where they can cancel at any time have it striked out because like i said it's not just happening to a few people it's happening to a lot of people and, um, you know, so many uh, other people will say, well, I don't have a, a realtor. I can probably get that house uh, a lot cheaper. No, no, you can't because they have a what they call blanket appraisal for all their mo models. And they can't just lower the price if you don't have a realtor because it'd be an unfair advantage and they could really get in trouble because what it's happening is they're saying hey look at if you have uh representation and a real estate agent then you're gonna have to pay more for the home and if you don't um we'll we'll give you we'll sell you the home uh for less they they can't 
do that. It's totally illegal. It's called an unfit advantage. They can't do that. But a lot of times they won't lower the price, but they'll say, well, you know, I'm a realtor. We'll throw in a free refrigerator or we'll give you an upgraded stove or some nonsense like that. Well, the amount of upgraded uh, stove doesn't even come close to the commission that your real estate agent would get. So they make a ton of money selling you a home and then they make a ton of money stealing the money out of your realtor's um, pocket and then you're left on your own. So get a realtor if you're buying a new home. Another thing that's really interesting, you have a lot of these investors and they're putting contracts on brand new homes with a closing maybe eight months to a year out and then they're flipping the home. They never even pay a payment and then they just get their own buyer. They go in, close that morning, and then close in the evening with the new buyer. Never move into the house and make a ton of money. A lot of builders will not allow that. They won't sell to investors. But a lot of builders don't care. They just say, you got the cash, you got the money, you you can uh, purchase this home. You've got the funds. Great. We're going to sell them to you. They don't care. As long as they're making their money, they don't care. And that's probably why they're canceling a lot of contracts because they figure, why should we cancel and make the investor uh, a ton of money? We can cancel on the investor, give him his earnest money back, and we can sell the home for a profit. So... Like I said, there's a lot of investors buying new homes that have gone up through the roof last year and they're selling them and they're making tons and tons of profit. But some builders will not allow or sell to investors. So you might want to check on that. Uh, another thing that I find really, really interesting is how we're getting all suckered. We are getting suckered. Boy, I'll tell you, you know, a lot of people don't even understand this. I didn't until I started looking at it. And folks, if you purchased a home the past three three years, or if you even owned a home with a mortgage on it for the past probably 12, 20 years, you are getting hosed and you don't even know it. You are getting the biggest con game ever and you don't even know it. Let me explain. Let me explain this. And I guarantee you, unless you're some actuary accountant or some major CPA, you probably don't have a clue what's going on. They, they have pulled the rule over homeowners' um, faces and never have ever uh, said anything about it. Okay, check this out. And I've had arguments probably the past week on this and nobody gets it. They don't get I mean, even when I explain it, they argue with me because people don't want to look this stupid. Okay, here's the pitch that has been with me ever since the past 35 years I'm selling a home, and it's this. 
Go out and buy a home right now. Go out and buy a home. It's the best tax deduction that you'll have. It's a great infamous, a great investment. Boy, it's a great tax deduction. It's great. Well, guess what? If you believe that the past three years, you have been snowed and deceived in con. Because buying a home now is no tax deduction at all. At all. Okay, now if you're listening to this and you own a home and you think I'm full of malarkey, Okay, I'm going to explain this, and you still won't probably get it. Or you might get it and go, oh my God, I've been sconned the past three or four years. All right. Here's the pitch. You know, Mr. and Mrs., you know, home buyer, you can buy a home and it's going to be a great tax deduction and you'll be able to write off all that interest and all those property taxes and lower your income and you won't have to pay all these taxes, right? Right, folks? Isn't that the con we've been told for years and years and years? Yeah, buy a home. It's a great tax deduction. You can write off all of this and this. Well, folks, if you don't know it, it has totally changed three, well, four years ago. You you can't. And here's here it is. Okay, now get a pencil and a piece of paper because you're probably not gonna understand this. Or if you do, guess what? You're gonna be shocked. All right, let's just look at this. You go out and you buy a home. Okay, the past three years. I'm just going to use the past three or four years. You go out and you buy a home, and it's a $400,000 home, and you put in a down payment, and your loan is $380,000. And you have it over 30 years, and you're paying 3.9%. So not counting interest taxes and and all that other stuff. You pay $1,792, okay? Now, over 30 years, your interest will be $665,242 for 30 years of interest. Well, if you divide that by 30, you have a write-off of $8,841, right? No, no, you don't. So it's not even worth buying a house for tax reasons for the past three or four years. Let me tell you why. Are you ready? Back in 2018, there was a bill passed, and it was called the tax cut and job bill and it's it basically cut people's taxes but kind of didn't and what they said is if you are married and you're filing jointly you have now a standard deduction i think it was like four thousand back then you have a a standard deduction of $24,800 for a married couple. That means you have to have enough deductions to go over $24,800. Well, 
if you're only paying, if you're paying $8,841 of interest a year in your house, your house is in a deduction. It's worthless. I mean, yeah, if you got an investment, it's gone through the roof. But as a tax deduction, it's a joke. And I remember so many people years ago, like, buy a home. It's a great tax deduction. You can write off all that interest. You can write off all that property taxes. Well, you can't do it now unless you have more than $24,800 as a married couple or twelve or 12400 as a single couple in itemized deductions. So let's say you buy a house. You're just looking at buying a house over somebody renting. There's no tax deduction. All that interest that you're paying, you can't write off. So it's just like renting. You can't write off rent, but you won't be able to write off all that interest. And it's amazing. Nobody has brought this up at all. They they always say, oh, buy a home. It's a great tax deduction. It's a great investment. Well, it's a great investment. Tax write-offs are terrible because unless you have more than $24,800 worth of interest, or as a, a single, 12400 uh, more in interest, your home isn't going to do you any good. Now, people are scratching and going, what are, you th- what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm just saying a home. I'm not saying you have other business write-offs and car inve- write-offs and car insurance and, you know, office and home. And you bought all the computer and everything for your office and school you're writing off or whatever you're writing off. I'm just saying house to house guys renting you own a home you're paying all interest on a home guys paying rent unless your interest is more than 24,800 you you don't have a write off on your home now you can add and add and then you have all these other write offs and so on and so forth but if you're renting, you still have the same write-offs. I mean, you still have the same write-offs. The only difference is you don't have, you can't write off rent. Well, you won't be able to write off interest and property taxes unless it's more than twenty-four thousand eight hundred. So, if this is confusing, just think about what I'm saying, and maybe it'll hit you like a hammer, and you'll go, "Now I get what JD is talking about." But that was just totally surprising now this whole shenanigan this this 2018 tax cut and job acts ends in 2025 and then it kind of goes back to the old ways but until then you're gonna have to have more than 24,800 as a married couple to even write off any of your deductions Make sure you consult your tax attorney and look into this matter on your own and discuss it because it will shock you. So guys, that's where we've been bamboozled. Shenanigans have been going. Tom Fullerby, we've been played like a fiddle. And no one's explaining like this. And all these people are buying all these houses over the past three or four years. And they're, and, and they're all thinking, oh, yeah, we, we can write off all this interest in taxes and so on. Yeah, but you got to have more than 24800 as a married couple to even make it even count. So, guess what? I was totally surprised when all this hit me when we were all talking about it. And I went, oh, man. And, yeah, 
you know, you can write off interest up to, as a married couple, something like $750,000 worth of interest. Well, that's a joke, unless you're a multimillionaire and you're buying a million, you know, $5 million home and paying all that interest. But if you're that wealthy, you're probably not getting along. You're probably just buying those things in cash. So I'm just talking the average person owning the average home, buying four $450,000 home, paying interest. Remember, interest is really low, so you don't have a lot of higher interest to, to write off. And like I said, when you do your taxes, you probably don't even look at this stuff because most of the people just do terrible tax and it just figures it out or they just give everything to a tax accountant and they figure it out and say well here's your refund or here's how much you're gonna say they never tell you about this well there it is folks look it up and look up all the plastic and uh, the uh, recycled tires used as shingles on roof look up how the builders are hosing their buyers by canceling contracts and look at all the interest and property deduction on a home. It's totally worthless unless you have more than $24,800 um, worth of deductions. Because if you don't, then most people take the $24,800 standard deduction and the rest of all those expenses and all those deductions are worthless. So that's about it, guys. I hope you learned something. And if you didn't, well, that's your problem. All right. Thank you very much. Have a happy, 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 happy New Year. And I'll see you next Monday. Take care of yourself. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show, Real Estate for the Common Man. Please follow us or subscribe. Tell your friends, neighbors, relatives, and coworkers about us. We're on all your major podcast apps. Amazon, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and iTunes. If you can't remember all that, just Google it, or have your friends Google Real Estate for the Common Man and it will come up. Again, we thank you very much for your time and hopefully, you enjoyed the show. Hey, if you live in Colorado Springs and want to buy or sell a home, you can look us up at soldrealestatecompany.com as in I sold a home. Again, thank you very much. Have a very good week and we'll see you next Monday. Bye for now.